This is Phoenix FM. Thank you, Anna, and thank you to Mr. Lee and Mr. Pink for a wonderful drive time show. You listen to me, Karen Ridges, now on the House of Fun. On 98FM and online, this is Phoenix FM. As always, I have a fantastic show lined up especially for you. Mr. Lee is back in. He doesn't want to go home. Well, actually, you've got a gig tonight, love, haven't you? You're gigging in Clacton. Yeah. Yeah? He's going he's gonna to rest his voice. And, I'm not going to uh, rest my voice. No. <laughs> he never silly, does that. Silly what are you going to be voice? singing tonight? <clears throat> Mainly mod songs. No. Yes, they're a mod. That's my favourite. They're a mod, mod ska band. No, no. Yeah. I'm going to look up some scar. Put, put it on music. auto. Come with us. Come on. Let's oh. all go on a road trip. Yeah. Let's, let's have a house of fun road trip to Clacton. I love it. So what what sort of songs? Can you think of any off the top of your head? Uh, scar songs? Yeah. I love you. Yes, I do. And I know no, that you love, love me too. too. 
and um, uh, Monkey Man. Ay, 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 ay. Tell you that I'm hugging up a big monkey man, that kind of thing. Oh. And mod songs, yes. jam. Oh, now don't get me going. Better stop dreaming no. of the quiet life. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. well, I'm just thinking, how can we, you know, I don't know, take part or something. And, and. How and, can we listen in? Do a little live link with me. We don't start till nine. You, you, you'll oh, be long gone by yeah, then. Then we've got Patrick. Yeah, and I don't. I, if I find Patrick, I'm going to have to sing. We'll drink a drink a drink <laughs> the lily the pink the pink down the phone. Oh, lovely! Well, have a great time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Miss him already. See him next week. Anyway, going to play some wonderful music, especially for you, my lovely listener, this evening. And as always, I have the best guests in the world ever. I realized quickly when I knew I should That the world was made up of this brotherhood of man For whatever that means Into a crisis
25 years and my life is still Trying to get up that great big heel of hope For destination do you like to feel good? Are you a fan of Saturdays? Then have I got a show for you. Join me, Naomi Sayers, for two hours of feel-good music from the 60s to today. Plus, we look back over the week's events in the entertainment news and I chat to an assortment of guests from Billericay, Brentwood and beyond. And we laugh a lot. So make your weekend feel good with a healthy dose of me, Naomi Sayers, and Feel Good Saturdays, 10 to 12 every uh, Saturday morning here on Phoenix FM. <laughs> Now, as always, my lovely listener, you know I get the best guests ever for you. Sometimes it's you and I just hanging out, having a Chinese takeaway full of tofu and vegetables. And sometimes 
I get us the best guests and we just get to pick their brains. Some of these people might, may charge like £1,000 an hour. <laughs> They're laughing at me. Oh, they, probably, they probably do, actually. And then we just get to hang out with them on the House of Fun every Friday from 6 till 8. Now, I'm very excited about both of my guests. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Rahini, first of all. And I'm going to welcome you to the show. I'm going to whack up your fader. So don't swear and say naughty things. Thanks so much for having me, Karen. Oh, I'm so excited. It's my first time on the radio. Is it? And you've got a beautiful voice, beautiful face. And I've got to say, you have the best mum in the world. Apart from my mum, of course, and probably <laughs> Carl's mum. But we love your mum. So Nithu, we want to say hello. Can't Hi, wait mom. to see you again <laughs> as well. What's it like having a super mum? It is quite amazing. Her nickname was Super yeah. Mom when I was growing up. Oh, was And um, yeah, she'd wake up at about 5am to make my <gasps> amazing pat lunches. And even though being a vegan was quite unusual back in those days, my friends would all try and barter for items for my lunch. So, um, and they couldn't believe she was going off to do about eight, ten hours of surgery after that. So yeah, it's quite amazing growing up with her. Oh, <laughs> she is lovely. Is she listening in tonight? I think so. I think oh, so. well, we're going to have to play. We'll have to, I'll try and remember from last time some of her favorite tracks that she requested and we'll play them for her I, well. I know some of her favorite ones she's listened to them after pulling all-nighters at the royal free and driving Gosh. home to see her two small kids oh so th- there are some that are very close to her heart especially the 80s tracks she loves those we love it we'll play a little bit of 80s later on for nithu then i'll say nithu but really let's say her full title it's Nitu Bajekal and yeah. she's a doctor but because she, she's a surgeon it's Mrs in this country yeah so yeah you can't call her doctor yeah <laughs> strange isn't it yeah. I just find that absolutely strange but um welcome Rahini it's lovely I love your website love all what what you're about thank you and it's no surprise actually I suppose that you got into this kind of field you know having Nithu for your mum who is Definitely. passionate about healthy eating and positive living and, and everything else, isn't she? Do you think that she was a big influence then for you? Yeah, I mean, I think both my parents were. My dad definitely was had a really equal hand in raising us, and they're both surgeons and both really passionate about li- li- living a healthy lifestyle. But I didn't really get into this um, for a long time. I worked in marketing and PR for about eight, nine years, working for massive companies that definitely weren't making people any healthier. And I sort of had a, a lightning bolt moment when I realised that this just wasn't in my heart and I'd grown up with two parents who really care about National Health Service who care about making people healthier and it really I think that was always there inside me Mm. yeah so you just was it literally one day you thought "Mm, I've had enough well, in 2014, I just thought, okay, I'm coasting along and I like change. I like to be constantly moving, grabbing life with both hands. And that I got the opportunity to move to India and I'd never lived in India well, since the age of two. And um, I moved over there, didn't speak a word of Hindi. And so it was really jumping um, you know, in at the deep end. But I, I worked for the first health food startup in the country, which was pretty incredible. Mm, so, what was yeah. that about then? So they made cold pressed juices, which are um, juices that are manufactured in a specific way a lot of green juices and the first plant milk company so that we made almond milks and things like that and they they're kind of like the 
I would say the Pratt of India. So um, obviously convenience food is growing there and a lot more people are working late in the office. They're not having the traditional Indian food. So they need healthy options, not just sort of, um, you know, lots of unhealthy snacks and things. So it was really cool to be at the forefront of that. It's doing really well, the company. And what, what are they called? They're called Raw Pressery. Yeah. And um, they're now in Dubai and all over India. And yeah, that was really cool. India was really incredible and definitely opened my eyes to the fact so many things that are healthy we've we've actually inherited from that side of the world whether it's yoga or meditation or even sort of I think all Brits love their curry don't they as well oh my gosh yes (laughs) I'm gonna even bring in Carl he might I'm sure he's got something to say about eating nice a nice curry on a on a Friday night um, yeah, probably more often than that. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> it is, but it's. I think it's the, the most favourite food, isn't it? And it can be made healthy as well. Completely. I mean, my mum's an amazing cook. There isn't really much she can't do, but um, it's, it's such a massive country, India, and there's so many different regional cuisines that what's amazing is you go just... 200 miles away from the place you were in and the food is completely different there's mm. thousands of dishes in India yeah. and um, yeah it's pretty cool to see how the UK has really embraced like Indian food and um, my in-laws who grew up who, who live in India were just shocked because they were just pointing out Indian restaurants the whole time they were here like oh, there's another one there's another one yeah um, yeah there's it's pretty incredible oh that's lovely I'm interested and I know this might be off topic then but you said about different areas have got kind of different cuisines which you don't well you get a little bit over here in in the UK don't you because hmm. you know you might have Yorkshire puddings from Yorkshire but we kind of eat the same sort of food I think throughout the UK so how does it Dif- like differentiate from the different areas of India? Is it vastly different? It's vastly different. It's because it's mm. just such a massive country with a huge, huge, a huge variety in the climate. So you've got desert, you've got jungle, you've mm. got um, beaches. So obviously the the crops that are grown there are really, really different. Obviously now with globalization, um, it's kind of shocking because the food that you could only get in some parts of South India can now be found in hotels in the north. So it's all become very, I think, the whole world has changed a lot but um yeah it's, it's pretty incredible so for example we eat a lot more rice in south india whereas in the north they're much more into their naans and chapati and stuff like that oh, okay. and um, yeah. i'm definitely a rice girl i love my rice oh yeah and i, I like my it. coconut like milk based things <gasps> coconut rice you're gonna make me hungry now that is that is cool. you're laughing carl you like coconut rice no mushroom rice oh i love mushroom rice. i just like rice it's a nice thing isn't it that's really interesting then. So there's quite a different variety. I remember, and you might know this because it's off the A127, Cole, but I, I just past Ilford, there were some really lovely southern Indian restaurants. And that's the first time I've had, um, what are they called? The it's big, a dosa. A dosa. Like a pancake. And all of this. And, and that to me, I was like, oh, this is like proper Indian food, not what... You know, sometimes you get what they think that you yeah. would like. Um, but yeah, doses and things, you know, I just felt like, oh, this is so exciting. I don't know if they're as common as uh, sort of southern Indian restaurants. It hasn't taken it's off in not, quite the same way, but it, it is growing. It yeah, because dosas are really popular and they're stuffed mm. with sort of masala potatoes, which are yummy. But Indians, we like we li- live for food, to be honest. Like, food <laughs> is a big part of our lives. It's yeah. one, we, People always joke when they come over that you barely finish breakfast, but you're already thinking about lunch and dinner. Oh. And um, people like to cook a lot and cook fresh, and we use a lot of spices. And spices, dried spices are quite cheap, so mm. no matter where you live in the country, you, you always tend to eat 
fairly delicious food. And mm. you just need a few spices, turmeric and black pepper and cinnamon and cloves and cardamom and stuff. And it can really elevate a meal and make it taste yummy. Do you think this is where we fall down in the UK? You know, we don't, maybe we're very busy, we're stressed, then all of a sudden we're really hungry and quick, get me a Greg's sausage roll that's vegan. But, you know, we're not like what you said all the freshly made gorgeous foods that you can have do you think that this this is something we need to sort of embrace as a as a country here in yeah, England yeah i think we need to embrace it as a country but all over the world we're seeing less and less people spend time cooking because yeah. it's all just the rise of convenience food and something's got to give if it's too easy something's got to give yeah so um yeah the more we can return to actually cooking the more we're in touch with our food we can reduce food waste a third of all the food that's produced in the world is actually wasted so um it can just make us a bit more in touch with what we're eating a bit more mindful mm. and um definitely it's actually really good for stress reduction as well yeah. and um yeah be, cooking is a really great kind of way to beat stress you know I'm, we haven't really introduced carl yet carl rollinson and i'm so excited to have <laughs> carl on the show we will find out about carl later he is a coach a hypnotherapist is a martial arts guy he's a very cool guy and Don't know about that. well we ha- we had a lovely chat earlier and i thought this is great i'm very excited to meet carl <laughs> um and we're, t- we're going to find out a lot more about you later on but just bringing you in interestingly from what rahini is saying um do you do you cook at all at i cook home? all the time yeah do i cook you? That's i am um, in the summer i eat all salads yeah uh, in the winter i do loads of roast vegetables all the time that sort of mm. thing but everything's fresh you know um yeah, it's just uh, use a lot of fennel and everything, you know, so Amazing. just really healthy stuff. But what you were saying about um, what I try and incorporate is a lot of magnesium food because magnesium is, is nature's mm. sedative. So it's really good for uh, relaxing the uh, nervous system. Yeah. And you find that in sort of pulses and regimes and um, like spinach, things like that. Um, and, and oily fish, I know you're a mm, vegan. So. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, for really, really good for uh, stress reduction. That's interesting because I, you know, I write for my website, Veggie Vision, blatant plug, veggievision.tv. <laughs> I, often I just forget about it. But I've been sent some magnesium recently. But I think <coughs> to me, I don't know, I've only just started to take one a day. And I, I probably need to know where my levels are to start with. But I thought, no, I'm going to take it. And it's interesting. Um, but I never seem to f- notice any difference. Well, you, Whatever I take, if I take a multivitamin or I don't. Or you, you will with magnesium. Really? Um, yeah, in the last uh, 50 years, we're actually sleeping on average two hours less. Mm. And in those 50 years, uh, farming methods have changed. And what they've done, if you analyse the soil now compared to soil 50 years ago, magnesium is a lot less. Right. So we're all like, deficient in magnesium. Mm. So if you incorporate that, I mean, even um, having supplements, you know, that, that will, you all know it's a difference. You really will in your, your levels of vitality and just more, lip, you know, more chilled out about everything. So. Come, I maybe I'll take double. <laughs> I, 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 I don't, but I, you know, the, the, ex- the expert might have yeah. a different opinion on this. What so. do you think, Rahini? I think that it's always better just to spend the money on getting good quality fruits yeah. and vegetables and, you know, spending your money wisely. If you have the extra bit of money than spending it on organic, that just 
you know, a lot of people spend a lot of money on supplements. You go into Holland and Barrett mm. and you're bombarded, I mean, with things. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, some of them, you, you may feel slightly better, but it's never going to compare to having lots of fresh fruits and veggies, legumes, whole grains, all of that. And whole grains are an amazing source of magnesium. Mm. I actually posted a recipe today on my Instagram, which was very mm. magnesium rich. And it was mm. an, kind of an Alfredo, but happened to be dairy free. And I blended sort of cashew nuts with nutritional yeast and garlic and lots of stuff. And it was so creamy honestly did you bring me some in right (laughs) did you carl and i are sitting here thinking okay you're showing off now with your instagram and your recipes did you bring some in i i I, um there wasn't much left i have to say (laughs) you drunk it all yeah it was it was pretty um nice it's kind of amazing what you can create with plants there's twenty thousand edible plant species in the world say that again that's twenty thousand edible plants twenty thousand so when people say oh it must be boring and you must be restricted there's 20,000 you couldn't even try them all you can create it you can create anything any texture any you know it's just amazing what we're able to do it's just all the money's been hasn't been poured into this but when we're now food scientists are developing all these incredible products just using plants and plants are really just they are just fantastic and there's over 200 types of potatoes I was watching a Netflix documentary about it and my mind was blown I was like 200 types of potatoes was was it a documentary about potatoes it was about Peru which is actually where potatoes potatoes come from and they're cultivated there and there's a whole group of people that um, uh, live there and they actually just live them 95% of their diet is potatoes and they're strong no. they're healthy they're thriving yeah just it's a superfood you know pota- potatoes are a real superfood I love a potato stuff. Yeah. do you love a potato Carl I do yes I love a potato <laughs> I love mash mm, I love mash as well and it, you know you can um I, you could do anything with a potato, you can't. You can saute it, st- uh, boil it, bake it. Well, you know what? The, the other day, my husband steamed potatoes, and I said, Why are you steaming a potato? It was the best potato. It was really tasty, mm. steamed potatoes. I've got to say, I don't know, randomly talking about potatoes, but um, lovely Jasmine Harmon, who we all love from A Place in the Sun, top wonderful tv presenter when she came in here she was utterly disgusted that i said my favorite thing to eat was a mashed potato sandwich she wasn't impressed and she <laughs> did say <laughs> she did say that i had to send her a photo and i haven't done it so jasmine i will i haven't had one for a while but yeah a mashed potato sandwich mm. do you think the 200 types of potato all taste different I know this is such a random <laughs> conversation about potatoes, but it's quite fascinating. I think it is. Uh, I'm not really a potato connoisseur myself, but um, no, I, li- I do like a potato, but I, I, don't, I haven't got around to eating all 200. But I assume that they, there must be like, you know, a bit of difference, especially when yeah. you eat them. You must eat them with the skin. The skin has all the B vitamins, all the nutrients. You don't want to be peeling your potatoes. You want to give them a good scrub, obviously, get that dirt off, but you, you've got to eat food with its peel. I mean, even an, say an apple, you've got five times the amount of antioxidants in the peel. So you don't just want to peel your apples and things like that. All fruits and vegetables, if you can eat the peel, you better eat the peel because it's all the good stuff. Still. That's really interesting. My son, Callum. Hello, Callum. Got in trouble today at school. <laughs> yes, he's a pain in my bum, but he's a great kid. So he said to me, Mum, I want some kiwis. And he sat there and he ate the kiwi like it was an apple. And I said, Callum, no, you have to peel the kiwi. You can't just eat a kiwi skin. We Googled it. He said, Mum, it tastes lovely. And you can eat the skin of a kiwi. 
Isn't that fascinating? That's amazing. I'm going to try that, I think. Yeah, just slice it mm. and then you just eat it and it tastes great. And Zero it's such waste. a faff as well, peeling a flipping kiwi, isn't Kiwis it? are really good for sleep as well. Are they? Yep. Oh, what do, do you know what they contain or...? Well, I didn't really know that. Is, it a sp- is there a specific ingredient um, kiwis? I know they're high in vitamin C and things. No, it's just um, basically... Uh, there's research saying that um, you have two kiwis before bed and it just enhances your, your rest and your sleep. That's so really interesting. Don't know the exact science behind it, I've got to confess. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. That's lovely. Well, the easy way to do it is just slice them up and eat them. That's absolutely easy, isn't it? Yummy. What about a banana? I've heard you can eat a banana skin. Hmm, not very Ooh. nice. No, though. I can't imagine. I have heard that. You you don't know Rohini, do you? I, I'd be very doubtful if you can eat a banana skin. <laughs> I mean, maybe it can be done. Well, um, I reckon it give you indigestion. Yeah. It just—it must be weird, mustn't it? it? Must be strange. Mm. Well, look, I want to find out more about you, and obviously, Carl <coughs> as well. Um, I think just really quickly, are there any, as you know, a nutritionalist, you know, all what you know, um, is there anything that comes up top of the list for the clients that you see? that ask you, you know, time and time again, I'm just wondering if my listener may be thinking something similar health-wise, and then I want to come back afterwards and pick your brain to see exactly what you eat in a day. Amazing. Yeah, so I am a nutritionist. I've got a master's in nutrition and food science, and I see all kinds of people, and not just sort of people who are plant-based, but I do specialize in plant-based nutrition. And one of the things I see, especially among women, are they're terrified of carbohydrates. And they say, oh, I've been really good this week. I haven't had any carbs. And I think, oh, you know, there's a big difference between an apple, which is a carbohydrate, and and quinoa, and a jelly bean, which is also carbohydrates. So um, what do you mean by that? But there's this myth that carbohydrates make you gain weight whereas we know from looking at all the studies and all the research that people who eat more whole grains have a lower body weight lower risk of chronic diseases societies that live the longest and thrive there are these places called the blue zones which have the longest living healthiest most productive people so these are people living well into their hundreds they're playing with their great-grandchildren they're going out for a good walk and that you know they're healthy they don't have diseases they are eating about 80 percent of their diet of their calories come from carbohydrates and whole grains and these are, this is very different to white bread i'm talking about things like quinoa brown rice barley um, millet um, oats are amazing whole grain so you know when we refine a grain we take a lot of the good stuff away so what i say to people is don't be scared of carbohydrates they're your friend potatoes incredible carbohydrate so so good and so filling and full of fiber and only one in ten british adults are getting their um the meeting the fiber requirement which is only 30 grams a day in this country it's not very much but only one ten of us are meeting that that's kind of crazy and wow. um, so i say to people embrace the whole grains and pick up something new pick up a new grain in the supermarket try something new don't be scared of carbohydrates they're your friend oh i love that because you do know in essex especially the only way is essex we say no carbs before marbs yeah well it's terrible, you should be having all the carbs before marbs. all the carbs <laughs> the but good, i yeah, think the healthy I, I think people are thinking pasta aren't they and bread when they say no carbs. Pasta and bread are very healthy, but right. there's, there are studies that have shown that 
they, they fed people a diet where they were feeding them four slices of whole grain bread and there wasn't any weight gain that was linked to that. People demonize carbohydrates and demonize pasta and bread. Yes, if you're choosing pasta, it's preferable that you don't choose the white pasta. Go for the whole grain pasta. You can get great whole, whole wheat penne or whole grain spelt pasta is another one that's slightly higher in protein as well. And my personal favorite is if you've ever tried edamame bean pasta or black bean fettuccine, there are lots of pulse-based pastas now and they are really high in protein. One serving will give you 40 grams. So that's really a great amount. So when people who are trying to, you know, work out a lot in the gym or um, things like that, that's a great option for them. So yeah, there are lots of options out there and whole grain bread, rye bread, they're fabulous. So don't don't knock them, definitely. But yeah, there's a big difference between uh, white bread and whole grain bread. Where do you get edamame pasta? Oh, you get it everywhere now. So I you love Indomama, for one of my favourite things. It doesn't say, so it's, it's a little bit chewier and it's like kind of a little bit more flavourful, but it tastes amazing. I love it with a tomato-based sort of veggie-packed pasta oh, sauce. Oh, lovely. But yeah. you get it from um, all the major supermarkets, Tesco, um, Waitrose, Ocado, uh, Sainsbury's and everything has it, and lots of health food shops like Holland and Barrett and the like. Brilliant. Oh, well, thank you. Well, certainly you've made me hungry, which is, you know, I really appreciate that because I'm not going to have my diva for about two hours. Rahini, it's so lovely that you've come all the way here. So I really do appreciate it. We're going to chat, of course, throughout the next hour and a half. Could you just give a nice blatant plug for your website? Yeah, I post um, loads of recipes and tips and just practical advice for anyone who just wants to get healthier, whether it's about diet or anything else. And my website's rohinibajakul.com. So I spell that. It's R-O-H-I-N-I-B-A-J-E-K-A-L.com. And it's my rohinibajakul.com. And on Instagram, I'm at rohinibajakul. And you can see, uh, follow me. I post loads and loads of tips and tricks and recipes and just for everyone, not just people who are plant-based, absolutely everyone. That's amazing, Rahini. And on the Listen Again link, of course, we will um, put that on there as well. You're listening to me, Karen Ridges, with my wonderful guests this evening. Do stay tuned because we would love your company until 8 o'clock this evening. And this one especially has been requested for Rahini. <laughs> My lover's got no money, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no power, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no fame, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no money, he's got his strong beliefs. One more and more, people just want more and more freedom and love. What he's looking for, one more and more, people just want more and more freedom and love. What he's looking for, free from desire, mind and senses purify it, free from desire, mind and senses purify it, free from desire, mind and senses purify it, free from desire.
Sundays. Roast beef, Yorkshire puddings, your feet up with the Sunday papers, all great ways to spend the day, but not really that fun. <laughs> this weekend, join Tony Smith and Phoenix 98 FM for Sunday lunch with the music news and strange stories from around the world. Interviews, chart update and movie reviews. It's two hours of great entertainment and great music. Sunday lunch with Tony Smith. Sundays from midday. Put the fun back into your Sunday. Phoenix 98 FM. little bit of the ledge of Paul Weller. You have to on a Friday with me, Karen Ridges here on the House of Fun with the best guests in the world ever. We're all so excited to be hanging out with you. We've got the wonderful Carl. We've got Rahini and you've got me as well. And we're just going to have a little chat because I wanted to say thank you so much to the wonderful people at Bean It. Um, I was so delighted that I was invited up to the um, Finnish 
ambassador's house, his residency, I should say. It was in the nicest road that I've ever been in South Kensington. It was gorgeous. I loved walking down there with all of the wonderful ambassadors um, throughout the world. Must live down this one road. Marku Kainanan. Probably not said that correctly, but he is the Finnish ambassador. And we got to try my lovely friend, Victoria Featherstone-Pierce, who was on last week's show, I've got to say. We have got to try this brand new food called Bean It before anybody else. And I always like to try things first. I do, I have to say. And I want to say a very big hello to Mark and all of the team. I was really delighted to be invited. And the food was utterly delicious. So next time you're in Sainsbury's, do look out for a little bit of Bean It and um, try and support Finland who grow this incredible bean and have turned it into um, a product that is going to help the world be rather more sustainable to say the least. Got some great music this evening. Do let me know, radio at phoenixfm.com if you've got a track that you'd like me to play for you. I am so kind like that and if I like it, I might play it. Little bit of 80s, little bit of 90s, some old school club classics. This one goes out to Carl. Carl, actually, you better come and sit down because you were going to dedicate this to your wife, aren't you? What's your lovely wife's name? Suzanne. Suzanne. And what's Suzanne doing? Is she putting her feet up with a nice glass of red this evening? Uh, probably white. Sparkly. Spa- oh, <laughs> maybe a little bit of Prosecco or something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. And she, she's just hanging out. Yeah, hanging out with a cat. With the car, reading a book, <laughs> listening in, we hope. Listening in, probably, yeah. And is is this just a song that you particularly like, or does it mean anything? Uh, which one is it? Well, we are going to play next Westlife, Flying Without Wings, no, especially. It's, it's definitely for your not wife. my cup of tea, but no? uh, it's one of her favourite songs. <laughs> We're going to try so. and find some drum and bass later. <laughs> <laughs> Suzanne. Suzanne. Yeah, Suzanne, this goes out to you. You're listening to me, Karen Ridges, and we're going to be speaking to our guests in the next couple of minutes too. Everybody's looking for that something. One thing that makes it all complete. You find it in strange places. Places you never knew it could be Some find it in the face of their children Some find it in the lover's eyes Who can deny the joy it brings When you found that special thing You're flying without wings Some find it sharing every morning Some in their solitary night You find it in the works of others A simple line can make you laugh That means you 
found that special thing. You fly in without wings. So impossible as they may seem. You got to fight for every dream. Gossips to know which one you let go would have made you complete. Inviting you to join me for the House of Fun this and every Friday evening from 6 pm for two hours of great music, lively chat, and some awesome guests. We're across Brentwood, Billericay, and surrounding areas on 98 FM and online to the world at phoenixfm.com. Join me, Karen Ridges, for the House of Fun. Friday at 6pm here on Phoenix FM.
lovely day and wasn't it a lovely day today well i don't know because i hardly i I hardly (laughs) left my flipping my computer i tell you i was very stressed i should have seen you carl (laughs) i welcome you officially to the house of fun carl rollison thank you now you i said we spoke earlier and i was so excited to meet you you're a ninjutsu martial arts instructor you're an author you're a life coach you're a hypnotherapist and you've come on today on the house of fun to tell me and my lovely listener the best way to make roast potatoes (laughs) 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 oh it's such fun on the house of fun what's the secret carl well what i do is Parboil them. Yeah. I use, uh, if you're going to use rice potatoes, so I, I like to use King Edwards. Okay. Uh, and I know uh, you don't, you're not going to like this, but I peel them. Oh! <laughs> Maybe just for Christmas. <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh, parboil them and then just yeah. put them in, um, I, I coat them in 
um, Kerrygold butter, which yeah. is grass-fed butter. Yeah. Then you let them go cold and you put them in the fridge. That's a really important no. step. Yeah. yeah. Now, I would use, I'm going to use, when I try your trick, Cole, I'm going to use Flora. Yep. Because Flora, they took out all the milk. So okay. that was great for me. Okay. Or I might use Pure. What about olive oil? Could You could olive use oil? olive oil, yeah. Well, that's it. Like, yeah. What you use is cold-pressed uh, rapeseed oil. Oh. And that makes them really, really crispy. Yes. So, coat so, them in that. We're going to boil the potatoes. How long for? We have to uh, know so the ins and outs. The thing Carl. is, you don't want to go and crumbly because they yes. just go to mush and you've yes. just got mashed potatoes. So yeah. you need them with a little bit of resistance there. So you put a knife in and uh, obviously just, so it yeah. just goes halfway in. So it doesn't go all the way through. Then you take them out, drain them, put them on a the side. Uh, then you, you know, coat them in rapeseed oil yeah. or, or Kerrygold butter. Put them yeah. in the fridge, let them go cold, take them back out. Then, <sighs> then you coat, I coat them with... Um, mustard powder, paprika, mm. oh. cumin, salt, pepper, yeah, and uh, I can't remember. Yeah, oh, I try different things, but different that's the things. main thing. Yeah, and then you pop them in the oven. So, Carl's magic special trick, the secret tip for a great roast potato, is to let them go cold, put them in the oven, and then pop them. Yeah, oh, put, put them you, in the fridge. Yeah. let them go cold, put them in the fridge, then put then them put them in, them in the oven. oven at a high temperature, like two twenty, and it sort of shocks the skin. It makes yes. them go crusty. Uh, crispy and then Ooh. about half an hour before the end then you just grate some uh, cheddar cheese on the top of them I know Ooh. you, you no no we, have, we have vegan cheese so that is cool we can what, still what, have what, that what's vegan cheese vegan free oh it could be made out of coconut it could be made out of soya it, there's, there's so many no. types of, my favourite is cashew based like? cashew based cheese what's it taste like Oh, fantastic! It, they're yeah. getting better and better. Does it so tastes like cheese, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's can. I've got. I had um, a camembert the other. I think it was at Vegfest actually, yes. and it actually had the rind, and it was um, made out of cashews. They're they're a lot more nutritious because obviously cheese is full of saturated fat and cholesterol and things. So it's there are some really healthy alternatives to cheese, and I love making my own at home actually. Do you? Yeah, Gosh, she's so good. I want to come around for a cheese party. You're definitely coming over for dinner house. soon. <laughs> I'll bring some cheddar, yeah? Yeah, you can bring that. I'll get, I'll get you gotta thrown You've you got to bring your roast potatoes. No, <laughs> that's fine. I think the homework for Carl is he's got to go and try some vegan cheese. I'll and then next some. week we're going to report back. Then we give you another plug on air. Well, I'm going to get some uh, edamame pasta, so. Definitely. Oh, yes. yes. So. so good. Now, Carl, people come to see you. You yeah. help people all over the world. They, yeah. You might coach them. Yeah. You might uh, be their hypnotherapist. You're up at Harley Street. I bet no one's ever asked you for roast potato advice they have, actually. before. They have. Yeah. yeah. No. But well, not in a capacity. Not in Harley Street because <laughs> they'd be costing them a lot of money. They could go yeah. elsewhere. To <laughs> but um, yeah, I get asked advice about all different stuff all my life. I have. So that's that's why I'm a really? life coach. So how did you get into this? You've said all your life. So did you sort of be at school and think I, I want to help other people? No, no. Basically, I was at school and uh, even at school. As a kid, kids, mm. people would come up to me and ask me advice. And when I worked in, um, what, what really made me realise, I, work, I was working in IT and I was sharing an office with someone else that had just started. <clears throat> and um, someone came in in the morning and some girl came in and asked me if I could go out for a coffee with her because she wanted some advice about uh, relationships. And then one of the really senior uh, directors came in and asked me advice about his car. He wanted to modify his car. 
And then, uh, and then in the afternoon, someone else came in. And that, that was it. The head of trade came in and asked me um, what martial art his kid could be doing and if I could put him in touch with anyone. And then later on that afternoon, someone else came in, asked me about. <laughs> so this guy, this new guy, is sitting there wow. and he was shaking his head. He's like, "But I, what, I thought you was an IT guy. I thought you was here for IT. You obviously like a general sort of agony uncle." <laughs> He said, you should be doing this for a living. And it was sort of, so many people have been saying this over the years, you should be doing this for a living. And then one day, um, I got a contract at a bank, and just through serendipity, one of my friends, one of my best friends was working there as well, because his best friend, you know, good friends, you don't speak to him for months on end. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was there, and he called me over, and he, should, he said, look at my screen. So I looked at the screen, and it was like a course, like a life coaching course. And he said, now look at the top right, and it was like a basket with two in there. So I was like, oh, okay, you, what, you're going on a life coach course? He went, no, we are. I was like, and it was oh. a really expensive course as well. No. So he said, look, he said, I'm so sick and tired of everyone telling you you should be doing, being a life coach that I've taken initiative and I've paid for us to go on a course. No, together. he treated yeah. you. Yeah. That oh, is, I want a friend. What's his name? Let's say hello. Sean Hackett. Sean. We're going to play you a song <laughs> later on, a nice track, maybe the Style Council if you're lucky. Okay. What a kind friend. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, yeah, he's fantastic. So he's yeah. best, he was best man at my wedding as well. So So you went along and was that did, did that course enlighten you or did it maybe make you realize i can do this anyway sort of thing yeah well it's like um you know like a a lot of courses that you do you know you're not learning anything you're not learning how to be a human different you you you've already got all the skills it's just you've got little tweaks here and there so i mean that was one of hundreds of courses i've been to you know around the world so it's just um you know go following following this path it's took me on this massive journey so yeah, so how long have you been doing this when did that change happen from the it side of things uh, i've probably been doing this for about eight years now no nine years something wow. like that so in the past nine years is that when you've written your books as well yeah yeah in the last four years i've written the books mm. so but i mean before that i was a martial arts instructor which is which is a coach anyway you know yes. in fact that's a high level coach because not only are you are you talking people through like physical activities but the mental aspect um, meditation as well but you've also got to be really sharp um, and uh, have heightened awareness that they're not going to injure themselves because i teach women self-defense as well and self-defense do you do it around here carl uh, I, I i do it i do i set up classes if if I get enough interest. Can I come on the next one? Of course Rahini you might oh, want to come. Yeah, Rahini wants to come. So you've got two, yeah. more, two more clients. Two more clients. <laughs> yeah. So, so what, I, what I focus on is the mental side of things. Yes. Rather, uh, the, the actual intention. Because you can, uh, I could teach you quite a lot in six weeks, like, you know, 12 hours. But really, it's the, the mental side of things. It's this mindset that you need. Um, to not only defend yourself against like an attacker, but it's just, it's exactly the same mindset you need to defend yourself against uh, the negatives in our environment, which is stress. All stress mm. is is negatives in the mm. environment. So they're just two extremes. This is why I wrote Stress Ninja. Yeah, it's basically one end of the uh, spectrum is you know. Um, a demanding boss and at the other end is someone pulling a knife on you in the street so but it's the same mindset that you need is it what what sort of would be the number one tip for my listener that's thinking well you know what what do i do now or what can i just quickly take away and then maybe go on and buy the book 
just give yourself permission. Just th that, that's the thing. The, the, giving yourself permission that you're not you're not going to be a victim. You're gonna you're gonna take control, and that's the, that's the key mindset. Whatever happens, if if it's an attacker or a demanding boss or a bullying colleague or if it's school being bullied, you've got to decide. I'm not going to have this. I'm going to take control. I'm not going to be a victim, and that's that's the mindset you need. I love that. That's amazing. And you know, I was I reading that. Um, even yeah. that last year in the UK, 46% of adults um, they stress eat, and they they eat um, when they're really stressed. And obviously, emotional eating is quite common. But one thing that I would say, I say to everyone is that when you look after yourself, you feed yourself nourishing food. It is a form of self care. You're looking after yourself. You're treating yourself like you would your best friend. Mm. And mm. we often neglect ourselves, whether it's in terms of our health and and everything so um yes yeah, that's, that's a really interesting point actually because when you uh, when you stress eat do you know why you stress eat it's not just about actually getting getting mm. food in it's the it's the process of chewing is it yeah because when we were cavemen the mm. only time we would eat was when we was like in our, in our caves or whatever protected by our, our group so that we would only eat this food which predators could smell we would we would only eat this when we were totally protected and we were totally mm. secure and we knew that we weren't going to get attacked. So that's the, the hardwired primordial sort of um, programming we've got from, um, from, from eating. But the process of doing that now, when you chew, mm. uh, the process of chewing, that, that actually makes you feel secure. That actually, that, that calms the nervous system. So you don't have to actually be taking on calories. You can just be chewing a really good quality um, sugar-free gum, like Rescue Remedy or something like that. It's the actual mm. process. So during stressful periods, just the process of chewing gum really does relieve, it lowers the blanket of stress if you're going through what's called chronic stress. Because you've got acute stress, which I said about someone pulling a knife, wow. and chronic stress, which is sustained like pressure at work. So. Right, gosh, that's fascinating. So really, we need to get some healthy chewing gum. Yeah. <laughs> and that will help because that, that actually affects yeah. that part of your body. Yeah. So is that in your book, isn't it? Yeah, is it is. Yeah, that is. Book? I think it is. Yeah, it is my book. In one yeah. of the books. Yeah, yeah. I think oh. so, yeah. So what do people typically come to you for, Carl? Is there, you know, like, you know, you, you've got 10 people coming along wanting to see you and nine of them are going to say the same thing? Or is it all just completely different? It's all different. Um, my favourite thing in the world is um, phobia. Stuff. Yes, I, I read that on your website. I, I love doing phobias. And I read about the needles as yeah, well. That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, because they estimate that millions of people a year mm. around the world die from... They'd rather die than have an injection that could save them. It's one of the biggest causes of premature, easily preventable deaths in the world. Gosh, that is amazing. So what? So people would come to you. Is that more on the hypnotherapy side of things? Uh, well... It's not just him. I do what's called waking hypnotherapy as well, okay. where I could just talk to someone. And uh, it's, it's funny because some people at the end of the session are sort of like, well, anyway, you know, I don't think you could ever hypnotise me. And I'm like, well, I've just been hypnotising you for the last two hours. Really? What, and, and they don't know that it's been two hours? No, no. And, um, I feel like that every Friday here in the House of Fun. <laughs> I've got to say, it goes like that. But um, that's incredible. So you're sitting there with a two-hour session and they don't even realise what's happening. No, I mean, I've had... Um, What's it? I had someone come, in, come to see me about spider phobia. That's and a big one, isn't it? it? Is big, Lots of yeah. people. So it, they, she wouldn't out. even look at a picture on my iPad. She wouldn't even look at it. She was was like, it a grim picture? Yeah, was, it was it like a yeah, big, big tarantula? Big tarantula. Big tarantula. Oh, I wouldn't want to look at it either. So, um, yeah, I just chatted to her about it and she thought, oh, we're going off topic. And then I think at the end she looked really confused. And, uh, and then. <laughs> and so what? 
playing golf yeah. for you. And then, uh, and then I, I, I've got my, <sighs> in, got in my bag, and I've got a, in a little box. I've got a fake spider. Looks really real. And I handed it to her, and she just looked at it in her hand, confused. I was like, "That's what we've been doing for the last two hours." So that so she it went was cured in two hours. Well, I could, I've done it probably less than that, really. So that's amazing. That's what amazing. other what other phobias are there then? Because needles is a big one. Spiders is yeah, a big well, the, one. The biggest, the biggest, the biggest um, in the Western world, it's spiders, heights. Public speaking. Public speaking's number one. Yeah, that's that is a big one, isn't yeah. it? Enclosed spaces like claustrophobia. Yeah, claustrophobia. Yeah, yeah. Um, in confined spaces and wide spaces. Agoraphobia. It's mm. you know, there's there's a lot of them. I, I've mm. I've helped loads of people um, that because um, that, when people got a phobia of lifts, it, they's usually uh, they've got a phobia of back trains and tubes and that sort of thing as well. Oh, right. So yeah. what I do is. Yeah. Um, either jump on a tube of them or take them to on a lift in the city sort of um up and down and uh, yeah i can gauge it i'm doing the work with them and then that's it sorted so. God, have you had you know some weird or unusual phobias or uh, well yeah you're I, not allowed to say I, in case no, they're I, listening no i can because this this doesn't you know mm. yeah, it, well, it doesn't contravene my uh, mm. um privacy rules or anything but sure. uh, yeah I mean on the surface it might seem weird uh, buttons button photos no Carl are might, you making it up no, it might seem weird but it's really really common and what I'll tell you why it's common because all ki- everyone's got uh, buttons right they're, yeah. they're, they're ubiquitous right so and kids have got them all over their clothes uh, kids put their put things in their mouth um, but yeah. the button like the button might fall off, they might choke, or the parents just see what they're doing and get like apoplectic and sort of panic. Right. They pick mm. up and think, oh, buttons are bad. So you, this is how you develop phobias. When you're a kid mm. and over one small incident, and they're very mm. transferable. If, if you see someone have a panic attack about something, then you know, you're gonna, as a kid, you're probably gonna acquire that as well. Mm. So buttons are really, really common. I can't believe that. I've never heard of that, have you, Rahini? I do know that my mum used to put buttons up her nose when she was a child. No. So I, think, I don't know if she has a button. That's why, that's why she's a surgeon. <laughs> <Took her own. laughs> she had to do her own nose. <laughs> oh, that is incredible. I do know of people that, are, are, that have a phobia of balloons. Yeah. And it could be that they're going to pop yeah, or pops, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've got any phobias. I don't know. Have, I, have you got any? I don't think so. Heights a little bit. Yeah, yeah, heights. That's probably a good one. Well, not a good one really. But we're only we're actually only born with two phobias programmed into us, and that's uh, falling and loud noises. Mm. So balloons that would oh, fit in with that, and falling okay. falls into that as well. Yeah, it's not natural for us to actually jump out of planes and that sort of thing. That's yeah. <sighs> Have you ever done that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done that? Right? Not yet, but I do want to. Oh, you know what? Once. I don't yeah. fancy that. <laughs> you know what? Flying, I've got to say, at one point, I thought I got, and I was having bad dreams about it, but I still went and f- like flew because I want to. Um, but yeah, that's, I still feel a bit apprehensive, hmm. especially taking off and landing. That's yeah, but being scary. apprehensive, this is the same thing about stress, you know, being right. apprehensive, it's perfectly normal. You know, it, mm. it doesn't mean it's a phobia. It doesn't mean it's unhealthy. You just yeah. got to accept it. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's nothing to worry about. It's healthy. Well, look, on top of all of this, which I love, Monday was Blue Monday. Yeah. 
which I think it's been going around maybe a good 10 years now, Blue Monday, and every year it gains momentum. And I think there's a lot of lot to it because everybody's miserable in January, yeah. it's after Christmas, you probably haven't been paid and you were yeah. paid early in December. So there's lots of reasons. I've always enjoyed January because my birthday is on the 29th of January. So I've always had that little thing to look forward to. Mm. But it affects a lot of people, doesn't it? It does, Do yeah. you Do more people come to see you because they need help around this time? Uh, yeah, p- people do need more support and help around this sort of time. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it seems to be, as you say, the awareness seems to be growing with mm. it. You know, and, um, yeah, it's, it's just... Uh, it, it's quite a it's quite a problem, I think, mm. in the workplace. I, would ima- I, I haven't seen the statistics, but I'd imagine that that, that they're increasing. That absenteeism uh, over this period increases. Really? Yeah. And I know you've got some bits on this information that we were sent as well. Is there anything we want to mention for Blue Monday on your notes there? Um, what the article I wrote? Yeah, because that that was really interesting, and I read it, but I didn't bring it in. So you're, you've got the copy. So is, <laughs> is there anything that you think is worth highlighting about Blue Monday what, to maybe uh, help help people? Yeah, help my lovely listener that might be thinking, yeah, I feel a bit fed up. I'm listening to the House of Fun with Karen, but even that <laughs> is still I'm still not a hundred percent. Well, I think it, it ties into what we said earlier. You know, magnesium, and as you're saying, it's, there's no better substitute than having a balanced diet of course so if you increase yeah. your magnesium intake that mm. that really does it's, it's as i say it's called uh, nature's sedative mm. and it really does balance out your your like your homeostasis you just balances out your you know it just makes you relaxes you really mm-hmm. and uh, vitamin d is another one mm. um you know um being exposed to daylight promotes vitamin D which increases serotonin and that sort of thing so again you can take that as a supplement or you you know well you everyone has to take it as a supplement between um September and the end of March or early April every single person in the UK whether they're a child or they're an adult or they're they're dark-skinned or they're Caucasian they need to take vitamin D it's supposed to be 10 micrograms a day so you cannot get it from the sunlight at this time of year we're in the northern latitudes which means that no matter even if we're walking outside every day and we think we're getting some sun unfortunately in this part of the world it the sun isn't strong enough for us to be able to make vitamin D for our body to be able to make it it's a hormone um, so we need to take it and just you can get it from boots for a couple of quid and mm. um, 90 tablets for a few pounds um, and there's also a really good spray which is especially good for children it's sort of orange flavoured and it's by a brand called Better You but it is one essential supplement that we all must take at this time of year so if, especially if you're prone to the winter blues I really recommend it but regardless you should definitely be taking it every day I love that and you know what I've heard as well mushrooms really soak up vitamin d from the sun so what i have started to do not now but in the summer before i fry my mushrooms i give them a little sunbathe that's so lovely. i pop them out for 20 minutes i have no clue if it's doing anything or not really but pop my mushrooms out to sunbathe then i kill them by chopping them up and fry them 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's, a, there's a small amount of vitamin D in some foods, like fortified plant milks and tofu and things, but it, you cannot get enough from food. So mm. even if you ate all the fortified foods oh, and, you, the, yeah. and, the, you know, and, and things like that, you still cannot get enough just from food. Mm. So it's really important that we take that. Yeah. It's one, um, one that we can't miss. That's interesting, isn't it? It's, it's, it's amazing that not, uh, people don't know this. It should be... Uh, genuine yeah, it's on the yeah. NHS um, website and they definitely have been trying to push it. the government's been trying to make people aware of it but they don't know and even little children they need um, this, this uh, kind of 8.5 micrograms to 10 but if you've got a little kid or you've got a, a baby that you're not breastfeeding anymore it's really important that you're giving them the supplement mm. yeah vitamin D can um, a lack of it can manifest in all kinds of ways even contributing now there are links to depression so mm. um, it's, it's really important for mood regulation for general health it's um it's it's pretty pretty big it's <laughs> oh, amazing and is this something you suggest to your clients yeah. they come and see you and you say have you thought about this or have you got yeah. this checked out but the thing is everything i do it's like everything in my book it's all empirical it's all stuff i've ever tested myself or i've got feedback from or you know so i like to test things out myself mm. and uh yeah i i tried uh, vitamin d you know in the winter and it really does make a difference. It yeah. really does. Mm. So, so you've, you've tested that out. Have you seen it with the people that you're treating as well? Yeah, yeah, you just get feedback. I yeah. mean, whether it's a placebo thing, I don't know. But I know for myself, mm. uh, I, yeah, vitamin D just really does make a difference to your mood. stabilises yeah. your mood. Really, really good. Yeah. So, so what else can people do to combat the uh, Blue Monday type of thing? Because we're in Blue Monday week, perhaps, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's another thing I suggest, and it's... This is, um, you know, like you've got a playlist, your uh, favourite playlist for driving or for the gym. Well, uh, you've got, you, everyone's got songs that make them happy, mm. right? So you do a happy, happy playlist. So you compile a list of music that you listen to that makes you feel good and is uplifting. I love that. And mm. I get to do that every Friday. Exactly, yeah. You know, my <laughs> lovely listener might say, oh, you know, can you play this? Or my wonderful guests... And, you know, the music, I love the music I play. I've got to say, my lovely listener, as you know, <laughs> but I play the best music ever. And um, you just, I get great feedback. I go out driving back to Billericay and feel good. I think music really can make a difference, can't it? Why yeah. is that? Do you know why that is? I don't know. Just part of your brain sends off endorphins, serotonin. I don't know, making it up. Oh, it's just anything that makes you feel good, really, yeah. isn't it? Anything, yeah. anything you do, if it yeah. makes you feel good, yeah. you know, then you know that's that's that, isn't yeah. it? You know. See, I feel good going to the gym, mm. you know, or going for a swim. I didn't have time for a workout before I came in, but just a nice swim, and then you know, you feel a lot better. That's sort of my thing, I think. Mm. But for my listener that seriously is very stressed out and they're just feeling anxious or feeling grim. What would their next step need to be to to bring it down? It's well, hard, isn't it? When you're up there and you're feeling, it's hard to come down, isn't it? Or is it is it yeah, just in is, our mind this, that it's hard? No, basically, what, what, in my book, uh, Stress Ninja, I talk about this concept that I didn't create, but I, you know, I, I sort of definitely sort of push, uh, mm. and it's the stress meter. So basically what you do is you calibrate your own stress levels from zero to 10. Because stress is a blanket term, it, you know, it's very subjective. So you need to um, make it relevant to yourself. So uh, the interesting thing, when I've got someone come to see me with stress, the first thing I'll ask them is on a scale of zero to 10, zero being relaxed, 
on your sofa on a Sunday afternoon watching your favourite film and 10 is being evicted from your house whilst I just had a big like letter from the HMRC whilst being chased with an axe you know mm. so zero to 10 yeah. and I asked people what scale are you on and you know the interesting thing is everyone can always give me a number they never go oh I don't know what you mean everyone just gives yeah, me a number yeah, so okay. at, at any point in a day yeah. you can say to yourself because people go oh I'm stressed but they don't know how stressed they are it's like you wouldn't drive a car if it didn't have a fuel gauge would you yeah but you know so how, how would you how do you know you know you're stressed but how stressed are you mm. so it's really healthy to give it a number so you're right mm. i'm about a four now or i've just gone up to a five so we can do that in our own you mind can do that in your well. own mind yeah. yeah okay um and and what you can do then is when when it gets to about with most people when you get to about seven seven eight then you know things start changing um, when you get to about eight or nine then because um, you've only got a finite amount of blood in your blood and it gets redirected when you go into fight or flight mm. and what one of the things that happens is the prefrontal cortex shuts down it, it gets restricted so you stop thinking you become less intelligent and this is why when you have a heated discussion an argument with someone you think about all the things you should have said afterwards mm, when you've calmed that's down true. or when you're yeah. doing an exam you know you, yeah. you the, pay, the words look like hieroglyphs but it's like when you've left then you know yeah. even though you knew all the answers so it's just about keeping um uh, being aware of your own stress levels and the other thing you're doing by doing that you're you're actually um telling your subconscious mind that you're taking control right back. like you said earlier about the control yeah. you're yeah, the one in control yeah it really is because mm. it's like anything if you, if you really want a happy life then you've got to take responsibility for everything you do mm. everything you say everything you eat you can't you can't blame you know but People that blame others are usually the people that are stressed. People that take responsibility for everything they do, they're usually the ones that are, you know, they're mm. the ones that are quite sorted people, you know, so. Mm. That's really interesting, mm. isn't it, taking responsibility. What about, like, you know, I had an argument this morning with my son and, you know, he's just like Dolly Daydream in the morning and I'm getting more and more stressed and stressed and I know this is so typical of a lot of parents and, you know, you just want your son to get to school on time or your daughter. And, you know, they just are on a different planet. So it's little things like that. How can you deal when you think somebody else is causing the stress? Or it could be, you know, you've had your argument with your partner mm. or whatever, or your boss. But I'm just thinking back to this morning when, you know, I'm sort of getting wound up, you know, and I'm thinking, it's his fault. My mm. son just get your, you know, finger out and, you know, make an effort. Um, but I need to take responsibility for that, don't well, I? Yeah, but you, but you are responsible for him, and he's causing your stress. So, you yeah, know, it's, is it different because different because he's a child then? Yeah, right, yeah. Basically, okay. if he's an adult, right, you yeah. you can you can just walk away from him, can't you? You right. can't walk away from your kid. Yeah. So you can walk as much away. as I yeah. would like to at times. <laughs> I mean, I've 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 walked away from highly paid jobs before, just left to go travelling because yeah. I, I took responsibility for my own stress. I'm like, this is damaging my health. And this mm. is the thing, when um, people say, oh, stress is bad for you. Well, what happens is when, when, when you get really stressed, the, the, the blood in your, your viscera, in your, mm. your immune system and your digestive system, uh, they're, they're turned down and the blood goes to your extremities for fight or flight, mm. so you can fight or get away. Mm. So um, when, it, um, when it shuts, when you start, um, feeling this when you start feeling that you're losing control then um, you need to try and take it back 
So you can do this, um, you can do this by breathing, changing your breathing. Mm. How would you do that? We'll do it together. Come on, mm. we're gonna both. <laughs> Right. It's, a, it's, it's a type of yogic breathing, yeah, like when you breathe in through yeah. the, the well, mouth and out through oh. the nose. Yeah. One, of, one of the things I do is, I mean, this is different now because you're probably not that stressed. No, oh, no. I'm not very stressed, no. Yeah, you're cool and laid back, Rohini. Oh, no, I don't know about that. Lovely, beautiful lady. <laughs> I'm like, ah! Especially with my son, bless him. So, so what one of the things you can do is um, when, you, when you breathe out longer than you breathe in, Okay. then you're, you're powering up your parasympathetic nervous system. Hmm. And would you do it sort of, you breathe in for three right. seconds? So what, I'd, what I'd say is imagine yeah. that you're blowing up a balloon. Okay. A comp- you've got a competition to blow up a balloon. Hmm. So what you do is you breathe in really quick. Yeah. Like really deep, fill your lungs mm-hmm. and then get, blow. imagine you're blowing up a balloon. Yeah. Keep breathing out, keep breathing out, keep breathing out for as long, for as, until you're completely empty. Oh. God, I hope you're doing that as well, my listener. And then pulse, yeah. then breathing again, really deep, through your mouth, oh. and then blow out, a, blow up a balloon. Keep blowing up, keep doing it, keep doing it. Then breathing again, really deep. And blow, blow out, blow up the balloon. So whatever situation you're in, no matter how stressed you are, mm. if you do that, that's if you if you make a note of your um, where your stress levels mm. are. If you do that three times, obviously don't do it when you're driving, and be careful. Right, it okay. can make you dizzy. Yeah, I'm so a bit dizzy. Now, make, actually. Yeah, I only did it because you're sitting down. <laughs> yeah. So um, make sure you're sitting down, and when you do that, and then that will drop your stress levels. Down. I do feel a little bit more relaxed. I yeah. do. Do you, well. Rohini? Yeah. Although I do feel a bit sorry for anyone who tuned in at that exact I know. Second. I was just thinking, they put the radio on, they're in their car. What the hell is on Phoenix <laughs> FM tonight? Well, I tell you, I've got the best guests in the world ever, my lovely listener. We're going to play a little bit more little bit more music. Cole, just tell us what your website is and the names of your books. And we will put everything on the Listen Again link as well. Okay, yeah, my uh, books are Stress Ninja and Sleep Ninja. Uh, one's about stress, one's about sleep. I need obviously. them both. <laughs> I need signed copies of all of them. <laughs> um, and my uh, website is carlrollison.com. That's, uh, uh, do you want me to say it, spell it? No, we'll no. put it on there. Carl with a K. Carl with Carlrollison.com. Well, I'm just so enjoying speaking to you, but I think we'll take a little pause, go and get a nice little drop of water or a cup of tea, and... I fancy a bit of the style council, do you? I know it's not drum and bass. Hmm. Yeah, do you style like the style council? Yeah, you yeah. don't mind that? All right yeah. then, well this goes out to Carl Rollison and his lovely wife Suzanne, who's out <laughs> at home, chilling out and uh, with a nice glass of sparkly white, which sounds nice to me. You listen to me, Karen Ridges, and the best guests in the world ever here on The House of Fun. <laughs> Streets that mean nothing to you You believe you're above it And I don't really blame you Maybe that's why You speak like a child The things you're saying like I'm so free and so wild And I believe it when you look in my eyes You offer me life I never lies It's not in the kind To make me smile 
Phoenix FM.
little bit of Whitney Houston. Who requested that? I think that was that you, Rahini? Yeah, that's for my sister Nana. It's oh. one of our favorite tracks. We danced to it together at our wedding, just spinning each other around. It's a good oh, song. Oh, that's so <laughs> nice. And when is your other half going to come in here on the House of Fun? Well, he's right now in Copenhagen, um, up there. So he works for the Discovery Channel, but hopefully, hopefully soon. He's a, he's a big talker. Oh, <laughs> God, I wonder what it's like in their house. I bet it's like nonstop. <laughs> Loads of exciting chat. Yeah, it's pretty non-stop. We're all a bunch of chatterboxes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is lovely. And it's what we want here on the House of Fun as well. I'm going to get you guys to introduce yourself. Carl. What? <laughs> <laughs> introduce yourself. Carl Rollison, I'll do it for you. Call hypnotherapist. Oh, okay. Life coach, author, martial arts expert and here on the house of fun has it been the highlight of your life so far coming in here absolutely and if i live to be 120 years old this will still be the pinnacle (laughs) oh thank you carl we've just had such a laugh rohini as well Completely, yeah. I'm a, I'm a plant-based you. nutritionist and yes. in London. Thank you so much, Karen, for having me on. Oh. It's been, I looked at my, my watch earlier and I can't believe it. I felt like I got here five minutes ago. I know. It just always flies every Friday. <laughs> I do say, especially with guests like you two, I need a four or six hour show. We could just <laughs> chat and the listener as well. It's all about you, my lovely listener. Wonderful experts to make your life even better. <laughs> And my life as well. I just do it for selfish reasons, really. <laughs> but um, I do, I wonder if we've got time. I think we've got time. Just, I want to find out a little bit more about what you would eat in a typical day. And if we can link it into social media and the stress of that. Even if we just, even if we just have, talk about the tip of the iceberg. And then when you come back, maybe that will be the, you know, the subject for the next the next thing we talk about but um you know more and more people are looking about what they eat for all different reasons but you know you're an expert i could tell you about my diet but i'm not gonna (laughs) (laughs) no i've got so i i'm a cross between a health food vegan and a junk food vegan so i have a mix of the two i start off so well yeah we're seeing so many like um, this month for Mm -hmm. veganuary which is obviously the campaign where a lot of people are trying out being vegan for the first time it can be the start of a a beautiful journey for them but it also it just makes people a little bit more conscious of what they're eating mm. especially when we've got the climate crisis and all this other stuff happening um, I think it's a lot of my friends are doing it which is pretty great but we've seen KFC chicken burger um, Greg's sausage roll I mean steak bake and things mm. vegan steak bakes have you tried any of this food? I haven't tried that many of them but I do I do um, I do like things now and again I haven't eaten meat for a long time so I don't particularly like the taste that much mm. anymore but yeah I, I, I can't I I don't say no when I'm kind of out of these vegan festivals and stuff yes, like that. It's, of course, it's, it's yeah. great fun to be able to like kind of eat what your friends are having, show them how yummy a vegan hot dog is and stuff. So it's it's great. My other half absolutely loves that stuff. Um, but yeah, I try to eat as many whole plant foods as much as possible, which is obviously quite different to uh, you can you can be vegan and live on Oreos and champagne. Now, wouldn't that be the dream? <laughs> both both accidentally vegan but maybe not the best for our health but we can also thrive by eating as many plant foods that are as close as possible to just being whole plants so um i tend to start the day i i like to i'm a bit of a slow starter in the morning i like to you know have a good morning routine and i like to have a lot of warm water because we're quite dehydrated when we wake up and then i have a big bowl of porridge so i might make that from oats 
or I'll use like I'll use stool cut oats sometimes I use like millet or um, various other grains I like to mix it up so it doesn't get boring and I, I make all different kinds of toppings like I'll do stewed apples with cinnamon or rhubarb compote that's homemade so I know what's in it do you make that um, maybe the night before yeah I make it for the an week apple because I don't have that kind of time so I, yeah, I have to make yeah. it in advance so, and then um, even with porridges you can make a big batch or you could do overnight oats and it will last for a few days so you know busy mums and people who are you know running to and fro in the morning it just means that you're off to a good start mm-hmm. um, and that, that's one of the best breakfasts you can have though and oats we're talking about sleep it's full of tryptophan and magnesium so they're re- it's really good to relax your nervous system it's really um, wonderful slow release energy to provide you with energy right the way till lunch and loads of fiber and protein and mm-hmm. um, so wonderful breakfast and you can add in some nuts and seeds fresh fruit yes. berries are fantastic so I like to have a big bowl of that and that keeps me going and then I'll snack on fresh fruit or sometimes I make little energy balls with like cocoa and chia seeds and various things so I like to keep them in my desk so that if I ever get hungry I'm not kind of running out for a chocolate bar it's mm. something a bit more nutritious yeah. and um you know I'm a big believer I don't have that much time because I'm self-employed I I run a busy practice so I like to batch cook so I'll make a few things that will last me for a few days and I'll like to cycle because I don't like to eat the same thing every day that's a bit boring isn't it so um, I like to mix it up a big batch of grains like rice loads of roast vegetables you know keep some chickpeas in the fridge and things like that and then I'll just toss everything together Mm. Um, and that's kind of like the way that I like to eat but in the dinner uh, for, for dinner I like to I really like to take my time when I'm cooking dinner it's really relaxing I'll put on a podcast or maybe even House of Fun um, yeah and, <laughs> and um, you know just get into the mood like just relax enjoy the process of it and make something yummy like I'll I'll try I love trying new recipes I make up my own recipes I post them a lot on my Instagram page and um it's it's great fun I think trying different food from all over the world I think one of the best things about you know trying more plant-based foods is you can get inspiration from India from Ethiopia from Jamaica Mm. Jamaican jackfruit um you can do Mexican with like loads of avocado black beans loads that you know honestly the world is your uh, proverbial oyster <laughs> but um yeah I think it's that's that's what I really that's sort of the way that I eat I love um Indian food Mexican food all of that and you know even um sometimes I just love a good old baked potato that's one of my quick and easy dinner hacks a big baked potato and I'll do some sort of baked beans lots of salad some homemade hummus um sweet corn all the lot and you pile it high with things and that's you know that's dinner in less than half an hour you just got to pop it in the oven but in terms of prep time you can go and wash your hair while it's baking yeah I love that go and wash your hair do you go and do that Carl chest hair <laughs> oh <laughs> well, well, tweet one, a photo later <laughs> one thing i definitely recommend for anyone though is you know don't get phased if you're you some people just give up and go oh, i could never be vegan i could never do this just try and crowd things out instead of having cow's milk for breakfast try um oat milk it's really yummy or you know if you're at the barista getting a coffee try oatly in in your latte instead of cow's milk or instead of having chicken try some tofu so crowd things out gradually make it into a lifestyle don't let it overwhelm you because then it's not fun it has to be fun Mm. so you want to make it sustainable and realistic so I always say crowd stuff out bring in good things don't just remove the animal protein like don't just have instead of having a tuna pasta bake instead you're just having pasta on its 
soon, add in something, add in chickpeas or add in red lentils. You know, you've got to make it nutritious mm. and, and tasty. It's got to taste good. Now, my listener as well is thinking, I love Rohini. She sounds amazing and I want to come and see her. And you can, because you're coming to Plant Powered Expo next weekend at London Olympia, aren't you? It's going to be absolutely incredible. I've got loads of friends coming, and um, none of them are plant-based, but they're all interested, and they're all thinking of ways that they can eat more vegetables. So um, it's going to be great fun. I'm speaking at 11am on things that everyone should know before they go vegan. So if you're thinking of making the step, or you want to eat more plant foods, then you've got to come to this talk, because I cover all the bases. And even if you already know everything, there's always something new to learn. Oh, Um, you can't know it all. Even as 25 years as a vegan, I don't know it all. Every single day I learn. I learn every day. And it's 11am on Saturday, the 1st of February. I'm thinking, am I on the stage at that time? I probably am because Tim, my great friend, who is the main man behind VegFest and Plant Powered, has put me on the stage, I think, from the minute that the festival opens right until the end. And I love it. I'm very, very blessed. Meet wonderful people. But I'm just thinking, can I possibly sneak off? and come and hear your talk. I might try to do that. <laughs> It'll be great to have you there, Karen. Oh, thank you. No, it's lovely. Um, do you think, has this inspired you, Carl, to maybe, or you're, you're health conscious anyway with the martial arts and the exercise and everything? Or, yeah, I've, I've got a really good diet. Yeah. I love my diet. And as you say, yeah. I love cooking. And, and yeah. um, but it's not a chore for me. No, know? it's a pleasure, it's, isn't it's a real, it? Yeah. As you say, put some music on or podcast. Yeah. Uh, just chopping things up and throwing yeah. them in the pan, fresh organic stuff is just amazing. What were you, what were you saying? What was, what was high in tryptophan, you said? Oats. Oats, Oats are yeah. really, really good. Um, I usually, like, you can get a lot from turkey, can't you? So I try and. Yeah, I know you. Yeah. You, you, you I'm, I'm that getting, went over my head because I don't know. I'm getting, I'm yeah. getting daggers. Here. No, when, you're not when you've got the oats, when you've got the yeah. oats, you get the fibre and you get the B vitamins and you get the magnesium as well. Mm. So okay. you don't get any fibre, unfortunately, in animal products. Zero no. fibre, mm. and um, that's that's unfortunately fibre is what keeps us full. Fibre mm. is really what satiates us and, yeah. and, and makes us full up. Yeah. So we want to eat as many fibre-rich foods as we mm. can. Well, yeah. I think you know we've we've covered about really interesting food topics and the magnesium and that side of things and that is going to help with stress as Mm. well and even cooking you know it can Mm. it can relax you and we're not doing enough of it but we've said and I want to sort of make this link into before Patrick takes over the hot seat and we will talk about this when you come back in Carl Carl's thinking (laughs) I'm never coming back into the house of fun I hope he's not Um, but social media does cause a lot of stress for people and I'm just thinking if we could touch on that a little bit with a bit of a tenuous link coming out of the food side of things what what are you seeing with people with the social media okay well um one of the things about social media is um you know you you feel this need to check your phone all the time because of FOMO fear of missing out so what people are doing is they're taking their phones into their bedrooms with them yeah right now in my book Sleep Ninja little plug yeah um, yeah. uh, I talk about uh, uh, sanitising your environment it's really important that you have a clean um, tech free environment but you know this fear of missing out people are checking checking their phones even waking up in the middle of the night um, Mm. and checking their phones and what you're getting there you're getting a dose of blue light you know, which is, you know, 
messes messes mm. with your sleep basically right. you know mess up your, your melatonin levels and all is that. it sort of stimulating the part of the brain that you want to relax because you need to sleep yeah pretty much yeah you know mm. um because when you know it goes back from when we were cavemen the only light that we got was when the dawn shone through the cave you know, mm. um, artificial light is really bad for us. Yeah, so. it interferes with our circadian rhythm, so yeah. we can't regulate our natural sleep patterns. So staring at your phone just before you go to bed is one of the worst things that you can do. We mm. should really try, um, the evidence shows that we should actually stop looking at any screens um, about two hours before we need to sleep, and including that, on the iPad and And everything. does that mean a TV as well? So if you're yeah. relaxing, you're watching yes. a film... You're going to go to bed at 11 p.m., but you need to stop everything at nine. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone does that, do they? No, you can still. You, you've got the uh, blue screen, the, the blue, the light mode, haven't you, on, on your on your devices? Yeah. But another thing you can do is get wraparound orange orange glasses. I've never heard wear. of those. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Wear, they they block out the blue light. But the thing is, what you've got to do is, as soon as you so you take them off with your eyes closed and then put on like a good quality. Uh, molded um, eye mask so that you've got pitch black so this is real binary so you've got light and then you've got day but the the, the blue light is is you know it's really affecting everyone it's really affecting this whole you, you know circadian rhythms something should be done do you think like the phone manufacturers should be doing something or really they don't necessarily no, again, care said, it's not their responsibility yeah, what i said earlier it's about stepping up and taking responsibility for yes. everything and that leads to a happy life yeah so you it's about discipline everything mm. is in di- discipline Absolutely. i totally agree yeah, yeah. so you've, you've got to basically say right okay i'm going to put my put my phone on charge in another room and i'm not going to check it i mean it's it's okay for us but the, you know young kids and that sort of oh. thing the kids honestly yeah. I mean I you know I've took my son to school and I've driven him because he was running late as usual and then you see the kids like this yeah their phone zombies, is three zombies, yeah. inches from their face I've even seen kids they're about to walk into the road or you know I, I've seen kids around here in Brentwood and I'm thinking but this is you know a dark road i i would want to be aware yeah, the, the, and you're not aware because you're on your we're not phone. mindful we're not looking no. at no. what's right in front of us we're not paying attention to our partners we're not paying attention to our friends because yeah. you know it's 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 a really good trick to do is when you're out for dinner with your friends you put your phones face down on the table and whoever is the first to look at that has to get That's the bill uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it that's a really good idea actually a magazine asked me about because I run my site, Veggie Vision Dating, so Veggie and Vegan Dating site, and they asked me for some um, expert tips. And, you know, I would say, unless there's going to be an emergency, you don't get your phone out. No. You know, the person that you are with, or the most important person in the room, is the person you're with. You know, that people on, on social but, but media can wait. It's, it's gone to another level as well when you see people walking around. Because obviously I've taught women's self-awareness as well. Yes. And awareness is a key thing to self-defence. Mm-hmm. And it's gone to another stage now because people got noise-cancelling headphones. So before you listen, you listen on your, on your um, you know, in the in, in ear, um, earphones, yeah. but you're still aware of the ambient noise. Yes. And now people have got noise-cancelling. They've taken actually taken away and they've totally taken away another sense. So they're looking down on their phone, mm. they've taken away their, their, you know, their sight, their, their, their focus, so they're not using a peripheral vision either. Yeah. Taken away their, 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 their sound, their, it's really bad. And the fact of just walking around, you're just 
say mug me. You, know you, just, I mean? you are saying I'm an easy target. Yeah, yeah. I'm distracted. And I'm not why, paying attention. When, when I teach women self-defence, yeah. all you've got to do now is walk around with your head up and look everyone in the eye, purposely stroll with your handbag in front of you, not your phone out and everything. And straight away, you've eliminated yourself mm-hmm. being a victim because they'll go, oh, there's easier people. She's too aware. There's a million people, right. other people that haven't got a clue. So she's so strong, head up. Yeah, just, this is yeah, for us ladies. Pur- pur- purposefully. Well, uh, yeah. With your head up, looking people in the eye, yeah. um, not with your head down on the phone, not mm-hmm. with headphones on, um, with your, your mm-hmm. phone, your, your handbag zipped up and under your arm. You mm-hmm. know, just it all spells that woman's in control. She knows what she's doing. She's mm-hmm. taking responsibility for her own actions mm-hmm. and her own safety and security. Yeah. I'll move on to someone else. And that's how it happens. It's like people that are uh, opportunistic burglars, yeah. you know. They'll, um, if there's a house with an alarm on it and there's one next door that hasn't got one, mm-hmm. even if it's a false, like a fake alarm, they're still not going to take the chance. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I think we all need to take more responsibility. And it, I just feel it's really hard for the kids, hmm. in particular the teenagers. I'd hate to be are, a teenager now. It's, I wouldn't like to be as well with the social media and the mm. pressures of that. I, you know, for me and my business, it's important for my clients. It's important for my radio show. Yes, I want people to hear and come and see me on phoenixfm.com or come and join in with the Facebook group. You know, that's a purpose to me. It and can be a for real... For your book t- or yeah. for your clients, you know, and sharing information. But it's when it just is very addictive, mm. I feel, that mm. it could lead to the anxiety and the stress. And it's the highlights reel. It's not realistic. People no. don't put up when they're kind of sobbing over no. a breakup or they've, they're they having a bad hair day. It's it's literally a highlights reel and you think everyone's having more fun than you. Mm. I have to say, as I get older, I have definite jo- JOMO, which is joy of missing out. I, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And really? that's, that's, the, the, that's kind of the opposite yeah. of what I used to have. But I'm, I'm quite happy now having, you know, just a few hours when I'm not, I'll just put on one of the controlling apps so you can get these apps for your phone and your laptop, which um, actually block all social media for, you can set the time. So for two hours, shut down all these apps. So even if you want to, you can't, you've got to pay a penalty. Um, so that's quite a good trick for people who, you know, mm. who, who find it really hard. I think that's a good one. Um, but yeah, things like cooking or exercising, like doing the martial arts, you can't be on your phone when you're doing those right. things. So yeah, I think they're quite, yeah. it's quite nice. Or going for a walk with your dogs. Like hopefully you can, you know, not look at your phone then. There's a lot of things that you can still do that are mindful, having a good bubble bath and just relaxing. Oh, that sounds that kind nice. Of thing. But I just, I do, and look, I know Patrick is knocking at the door. He's going to be saying, get out of the hot seat. Um, but just really to sort of touch on this, I, I just really am concerned for the future generations because I just think, you know, even having the art of conversation mm. is is going to be diff- difficult. Yeah. And, you know, I've been out for a meal and I've seen a young couple opposite each other just on their phones. That could be their first date. How are they getting to know each other? It's, it's we, we, scary. We're losing, the, we're losing the ability to uh, interact yeah. We, we are losing it. The, the social cues that, mm. you know, the mm. uh, body, even micro expressions and that sort of rip, we're, we're losing that ability to read people's faces, you know, mm. because everything's done. Yeah. You know. 
electronic and loneliness is on the up so yeah. just because and all the mental health issues just because we're connected to people all the time we're always got this always on culture yeah. doesn't mean that we're happy we're, no, we're more disconnected than we ever have been it's, yeah, it's yeah. so true but we can take yeah. responsibility you can be in control as yeah. Carl was saying yeah. Yeah. you know but it's you that can do that it's my only lovely you. listener it, it, it is if, only if you someone comes to see me they want to get rid of their um, phobia there's nothing I can do about it unless they want to do they it want to, if yeah. I can't force anyone to do anything it's the same thing you've got to take you've got to decide that you want to do it I love you guys. Are you going to promise me that you will come back we'll to the House of Fun one next Friday? Yeah, <laughs> Best girl, guys in the world ever. Carl, give us a last minute plug for your website. Uh, CarlRollison.com. Go uh, there now. Yeah, my books are available on Amazon. So. And you can see what Carl looks like. He's hot stuff. Oh, yeah. And obviously... <laughs> Rahini is equally as hot stuff as well. Rahini, it's what's your website again, my lovely? RahiniBajekal.com. So that's R-O-H-I-N-I-B-A-J-E-K-A-L. And I'm on uh, Instagram at Rahini Bajekal as well. So definitely give me a follow. I post every single day. So just all the stuff about <laughs> social media, I have to say I am, I am a bit of an Instagram addict. <laughs> yes, but you can learn yeah. from these guys. This is where social media and everything is beneficial yeah. and not untoward. It's a tool. You've got to use it, right? You can use it as a tool for good. If you, yeah. yeah. Just Love control it. it when you can. Guys, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm going to play out with a little bit of Baby D. Let me be your fantasy. Patrick is going to look after you in the next couple of minutes. And I'll see you next week. Love you lots.
on the hour across Brentwood and Billericay. This is Phoenix FM News.